Hi, I'm Alicia Terry, and welcome to What's the Word, where we believe your spiritual growth is an important journey that should not be taken alone. The good news is you're not alone. What's the Word comes alongside you to examine a single word taken from the Bible to help you understand both more clearly. With each episode, our goal is to help you strengthen your spiritual growth and development by learning new ways to study and understand what the Bible actually says so you can accurately comprehend the Word of God and be transformed by it. And we do this together, one word at a time. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to What's the Word? I'm your host, Alicia Terry, and the word this episode is unfaithful. My guest today is Michelle Layer Rahal. Michelle is the award-winning author of Straining Forward, One Woman's Journey from Oppression to Redemption in the Wake of the Vietnam War, and Are You Listening? A Guide to Recognizing and Responding to God's Voice. She is a former radio news reporter and educator who now enjoys leading Bible studies, coaching aspiring authors toward publication, and singing worship songs at the top of her lungs. When not in front of the computer, Michelle can usually be found in the kitchen preparing a gourmet meal for friends and family. She lives in Virginia with her husband and blogs about God's tangible presence at Michelle Layer Rahal, that's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-L-A-Y-E-R, R-A-H-A-L dot com. You can also connect with Michelle on Instagram and Facebook. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Oh, Alicia, it's a joy to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, let's get started with the first question that I have for you. Um, you were the, the only person that selected a word that wasn't really like a happy, happy-go-lucky word, if you will. <laughs> The word you you selected was unfaithful, and <laughs> would you mind res- just letting the the listeners know why you chose that word? I think it chose me. <laughs> um, you had listed a bunch of words, and you were looking for guests, and and I opened your email, and that word popped. It oh just wow! Popped out at me, and I said, okay. And and I know we're going to talk about this later, but I'm currently in uh, another study of the book of Hosea, which is all about unfaithfulness. And so yes. maybe that's why the word popped in me. But I thought I am ready to discuss that. We can we can have a good talk about that word. Well, I'm excited about it. I think that a lot of people will will just get a lot of great information to help their spiritual walk. Um, so your definition of unfaithful, how would you define it or explain it to somebody? Well, secular, the secular definition is what pops into my head immediately. So when, when someone cheats on their spouse, whether right. it's emotional or physical, that, that is the definition that pops in my, in my head. They, infidelity is committed. Yes. Um, but I also know that unfaithful can be used to describe when one person is disloyal to another person or even to a cause because a person can be disloyal to their boss if they leak insider secrets or share information they shouldn't be sharing. So that's right. that's the definition that pops into my head when I think of the word unfaithful. Scripture passage that came popped up for me was Malachi 2 uh, where it says, uh, the man who hates and divorces his wife, says the Lord, the God of Israel, does violence to the one he should protect. 
So be mm. on your guard and do not be unfaithful. And and I think back to the you know when when a man would leave uh, a wife, divorce his wife in those times, she was left to fend for herself, which was uh, it was a patriarchal society, and she, you know, it, it was not going to be easy, or and she could very well um, be subjected to situations that would be harmful, incredibly harmful, you know, and, and here God is saying the man is doing violence to the one he should protect. And when you look up the Hebrew word for unfaithful, which I'm not sure I'm pronouncing this correctly, but it's mah, mahal, it means um, disloyal, even treacherous. So there's a, a violent aspect to that word. You know, we think of, oh, they were, they were unfaithful. We might just brush it off, but there, there is something treacherous and violent um, behind that word. I never looked at it like treacherous, but it is. It's very destructive. Very, very destructive. destructive. Yes. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned Hosea, and it was really interesting because that's where I, I had gone to. <laughs> so I'd really love for you to just sort of go in and share what you've been learning from there. So the Bible talks about man's unfaithfulness to God. And I think Hosea really captures that perfectly. In the second verse of uh, chapter one, the Lord tells Hosea, um, who is one of the prophets from the minor kingdoms, he says, go marry a promiscuous woman and have children with her. For like an adulterous wife, this land is guilty of unfaithfulness to the Lord. So you know, here's God telling his people, you've been unfaithful. And he's been hanging out, waiting for them to repent. He's, you know, keeps telling them you're unfaithful. And they're not, they're not coming to their senses. And so he gives a, he gives them an analogy. He tells Hosea, go marry this, uh, this woman. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, and, and he, he gives us an image of what we are doing, what man is doing. Uh, by being unfaithful to the Lord, it's as, it's like a promiscuous woman. And yeah. that's ugly. <laughs> Very. You're right. Yeah. yeah. And and if we go back in Scripture, we see that, um, you know, God has made these covenants over time. He's got, he made a covenant with Abraham that he's going to bless those who, uh, God says, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. And then he makes a, a covenant with Isaac to give him the dis- give him and his descendants the land of Canaan. And then hundreds of years later, when he leads his people out of Egypt to claim Canaan, you know, he establishes another covenant with Moses based on the Ten Commandments. And here there's there's a, there's a terms of an agreement. He basically says, if you follow my law, you will prosper. And God is always there for his people. He's making these promises and he, he never falls short. He keeps his part of the deal. Yes. And we fall away. We we sin, we ignore him. We don't take um our our sinfulness seriously. Right. You know, and I think true and I think go back to that word unfaithful. We brush it off easily, you know? We don't yeah. think of it as treacherous and violent. But it's bad. Yeah. How different would your life be if you could Identify and address the source of your false identity or discover how the love of a righteous king is not moved by your imperfections. 
How would letting go of the negative names and labels you've been branded with change your life? Why don't you find out by picking up a copy of Alicia Terry's book, I Am Who God Says I Am, Getting to the Heart of Your Identity. Whether you read it by yourself or in a group, the discussion questions in the book will help you discover and become the person God always intended you to be. I Am Who God Says I Am is available wherever fine books are sold. There is such a need to guard ourselves against what um, goes against the word that's being pushed in society that devalues anything that God said was good. When God created man and woman, uh, he said it was very good in Genesis. And so just this whole realm of how God parallels our relationship as husband and wife in the earth to our relationship with him. Yes. And he's demonstrating for us all the time how to be faithful, yes. how to be present, yes. how to forgive, how to give people a second and third and fourth chance, right? He, he tells uh, Hosea after his wife cheats on him again, <laughs> go show your love to your wife again. You know, you, she's though she's loved by another and is an adulteress, he mm. says, go show your love to her again. And that's what God does for us. He yes. continues to show his love for us, even though we are continually caught in spiritual adultery. While you were saying that, I was asking myself, could I do that? Could mm. I keep going back? And to be quite honest, my answer would be no. You're just going to continue to destroy our marriage vows. You, you Apparently, you don't want me. But the love of God mm-hmm. is so deep. It's so great. Yes. Um, I think it's in Romans where um, the writer says, if I were to ascend to the heavens, your love will find me there. You know, if I made my bed in hell, your, your love will find me. It's a psalm. Okay, yeah, thank yeah. you. And so it's like, oh my goodness, who could love like that? Uh, yeah. I think it's Psalm 149. 149? I think it is. I think if you, you can check me. No, maybe it's 139. I'm thinking yeah. 139 now that you said that. Yeah, I think I can. Oh yeah, you search me and know. Yeah, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you're there. Yes, that that just blows my my mind. And with with unfaithfulness, there is that decision: will you or will you not forgive? I, this brings me to my personal story. Yes, please <laughs> share. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm divorced. I'm divorced, and and my husband was unfaithful. Mm. And um, and and you know there is such a there is treachery in that, right? You think you think the person you're with is being honest with you and, and you're right. trusting them. And and then you get hurt so deeply, right? Right. Um and so we separated. But I had the opportunity to tell my husband uh, shortly after we were divorced that I forgave him for his infidelity. And I'll never forget the look on his face, which was I don't know. He was shocked, surprised. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but for me, it was freeing because yes, I thought I yes. could cling to the anger and the hurt or I could just let it go. Right. And I chose to let it go. 
And I think too, in telling him that I forgave him, I didn't forget forgive the sin, the sin mm-hmm. is sin, and he was now paying the consequences of his sin. But but I could forgive him because we all sin, right? We all fall short of the glory of God. So I think for for me, not only was it freeing, but it also told him that I gave him permission um, to go on and and have a second chance in life, right? And that's what God does for us. It it gives us a second chance. It gives us a chance to improve ourselves, mm-hmm. right? If God held us down all the time, we would never be able to rise up. And and we have to do likewise, right? We can't hold our enemies down. We have to give them a chance to rise up and be better. And and a year later, after my divorce, my husband called me to apologize. He was oh, wow. moved to apology. And I thought, you know what? It took a year, but he repented. He was he was sorry. And I appreciate even though I had already forgiven him, I just felt such joy that he had come to that place. Yeah. You know, he, there was some type of a transformation that had taken place in him. And I think, you know, we are able to forgive because God forgave us first. Right? We love because God loved us first, as it says in First John chapter four. Right. So, um, you know, every action we take in this world should be mimicking how God treats us. How, how, Easy was that for you going through to get to that point? Was there different uh, emotions that you experienced? Was it a process or were you just able to do it? Imagine yourself standing before God as he looks deeply into your eyes with such love and compassion as he tells you, you are mine. In just three words, God cancels out every single ounce of rejection, abandonment, or worthlessness that you or I have ever felt. Imagine that. The God of all creation makes it a point to let us know we belong to Him. That we are accepted, not rejected. We are not worthless, but have great value in His eyes. Are you loving this content and looking for more? This is just a small excerpt from the book, I Am Who God Says I Am, Getting to the Heart of Your Identity, written by Alicia Terry. Head to AboveTheFrayPublishing.com to sign up for the email list and receive the first chapter for free. It was a process. I, I went through the anger and the hurt and the frustration. And um, there's a lot of deep, lot of um, aspects to, you know, to the whole situation, emotional, financial, spiritual. I mean, there was so much going on. Right. But I, I made a conscious decision that I was going to forgive him. I didn't know when, but I, I prayed about it. I sought scripture for um or ver- validation, verification that that's what I should do. And so I made, I didn't quite feel it, yeah. but I knew I had to say it, you know? And the minute I said it, it was like, whoosh, I, I was freed. It, it, it was a very um, out-of-body experience. So Amazing. 
Yeah. So it, it, you know, and I think that's where all of spirituality and faith starts is we first have to decide that that's what we're going to do. <laughs> you know, I, I'm yeah. going to believe, you know, we yeah. don't sit there and wait, prove it to me. Right. We make a mm. conscious decision to believe. So I had made a conscious decision to forgive. Wow. That blows my mind. <laughs> I, um, I have a, a, a good friend uh, from high school, and she experienced the, the same thing and a variety of different things along with that um, unfaithfulness. And she had gotten to the point where um, <laughs> she was praying to God. Uh, and it's funny now. It was funny then, actually, too. She said, Lord, uh, give him no less than Pharaoh, is what <laughs> she said. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh my goodness. And and I can understand being in that place. You know, I, I can. Um uh to just see her go through that with young kids. And and you do have that aspect of um getting to that decision point of am I gonna go that route or am I gonna go a different route that takes me on a higher level that maybe I don't want to go in. You know, I I don't want to be nice. I don't want to say I forgive you. I just think that focusing in on those tough words like unfaithful, like we're doing here, Mm -hmm. uh, is going to help a a lot of people to realize that they're not alone. That's right. You know, they're experiencing it. Exactly. Why are you willing to be so candid about your experience, very transparent. I'm curious. Uh, I think we all carry burdens with us, and it's only when we share them that we are able to help others and it frees us, right? I would agree. Yeah, we all have the, I think we go through life trying to put our best face forward, but God calls us to be authentic. Knowing what you know now about unfaithfulness and getting through it, what would you have told your younger self about getting through? I would say that God knows what unfaithfulness feels like, and he's got you. Just because you are experiencing or experienced infidelity does not mean you are unworthy. You are still loved, that God will redeem you, and that, um, there is a life waiting for you if you just trust the Lord. What advice can you, in addition to what you just shared, um, can you give the, the audience as we get ready to wrap up? Um, let, me, let me share. Uh, uh, I spoke to a friend of mine yesterday okay. uh, about this because uh, he cheated on his wife. And mm. so I asked him about that. And he said to me, he didn't really totally embrace the severity of his sin until he came to recognize that he had not only been unfaithful to his wife, he had been unfaithful to God. Mm-hmm. And he said that weighed more heavily on him <clears throat> than the knowledge that he cheated on his wife. And so I think my advice would be that as we go through this life, to continually be assessing our words and actions in light of what God thinks. Not what is what do other people think or um, can I get away with this? But, you know, 
what does God think about what I'm thinking or saying or doing? That would be my advice. Advice is, you know, we can't take sin lightly. We have to look at everything we do through God's So eye. good. Michelle, I thank you so, so very much. Um, is there anything you want to, to share as far as how people can contact you? I know I said it at the very beginning, but is there anything else you would like to share? Any kind of um, service or product that you, you have out there? Uh, you know, the only thing I would add is um, that I am a, a Hope Writer certified writing coach. So if anyone is wondering how to bring their God-given message into the world in print, um, they can book a free discovery call with me via the link on my website and we'll meet for a little while and see if coaching is a good fit for them. Otherwise, I hope people will sign up for my newsletter via my website or just follow me on Facebook or Instagram and, and just stay in touch. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so very much. This has been really, really wonderful. Thank you, okay. Lisa. It's been fun. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for listening to What's the Word? If this episode has encouraged or helped you in any way, would you please consider sharing the podcast with those in your circle of influence? I appreciate your support. Well, that's it for now. I'm Alicia Terry, and this is What's the Word? Until next time, thank you for listening.